I don't know what we're going to do this morning. I am so excited that we were able to do an ordination of a pastor this morning because where we're at currently in our study in Corinthians, the second part of chapter 12, talks about the body of Christ and how each part is so important. And we're going to get into this. But the problem is the first half... I taught for an hour and a half, and this morning I only have a half an hour left. (laughs) We're going to fly through this, and there's a lot that we could say this morning and hit on, but I want you guys to know a lot of the questions that may come up in these scriptures, they're going to be dealt with in depth as we get into chapter 13 and 14. So over the next couple months, there's going to be a lot of clarity, and there's a lot of things I'd love to speak to this morning, but I really just want to allow the word to speak here, okay? And that's one thing I love is we're in the scriptures just verse by verse going through, uh, it's very clear what God desires and what he asks. So God, is, we again have the opportunity to jump into your word. Our desire is to get it right. So would you please, Holy Spirit, give us understanding this morning. Help us to hear clearly, Father, uh, what you're saying and what you meant by it. God, I thank you so much for this church family. God, and just how you're using us, how you're working through us, God, we pray that each and every one of us would be encouraged well in the things that you called us to, what you're asking of us, what our part is, no matter how big or how small, Lord, uh, it's your body, God, and we desire to be your hands and feet well, God, to love in your name, God, to speak the good news in your name. So help us to do that, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's take a read here, picking up this morning in chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians. We're going to be looking at verse 12 and on. For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit, we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. For in fact, the body is not one member, but many. Guys, the bottom line is we need each other. It's not an option. Well, I'm a believer, but I don't know about other believers. I don't know if I really need them. I don't know if I need to go to a local church like God's asked me to do and be a part of. Guys, there should be no such thing as isolation in the church. And how sad it is when uh, <laughs> uh, one sees his or her ministry is the most important. We got to be very careful about that. Uh, oftentimes even neglecting or even criticizing others in the work that they've been chosen by God to be doing. You guys see, an eye may see a hurt child, but it could never reach out with comfort as a hand could. You guys get the point of what Paul is saying here, how important it is that all the parts, each one of us, each member is so important to the body of Christ. You guys understand that Christ is the head. We just studied through this in Corinthians, okay? But we are the body of Christ, you know? And if there's a part that's lame, 
it's going to affect the whole body. Do you get that? Okay? We're all needed. So, baptized into one body. Okay, if you look at verse 13 and 14 here, it's really kind of cool because if you jump into like the, the Greek here, the word baptize, it carries this double uh, connotation of being dipped into and being overwhelmed by. Okay, and I want to share with you, it's a secular Greek um, source, but it actually spoke of this word. They use this word baptized as a submerged ship. Okay, it was being baptized. So the ship was not merely inundated into the water. It was thoroughly overwhelmed by the water. So the water was in the ship as well as the ship being underneath the water. So Paul's saying that the Christian's life, guys, is in the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is in the Christian. You guys get the picture here. That's why we're called to walk in the Spirit, the Spirit-filled life. Okay, we are in him and he is in us. Pretty cool. And you guys who are born again of the spirit, you guys know what we're talking about. You're like, whoa, you know, I'm in Christ. This is cool. And when it talks about baptism here, it's not talking about water baptism. Okay, I've heard some people teach this wrongly. I'm like, what are you talking about? And it's not necessarily baptism of the Holy Spirit either. It's about the baptism that we have in Christ. We are, in, we are a part of his body. We are in him. So let's go on to verse 15 here. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand and I am not of the body, is therefore not of the body? Uh, And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And then verse 17, he says, if the whole body were an eye, where would be the hearing? And if the whole were hearing, where would be the smelling? But now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as he pleased. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? So oftentimes, guys, we struggle with exactly the opposite thinking, okay? Not, you know, I'm too important, but my ministry isn't that important. I'm only, whatever, an usher, a lawn mower, bass player. <laughs> I mean, we can go through the list. Um, I want to ask some questions before we unpack this. First question is, are you isolated or insulated in the body of Christ? Second question. That's a pretty good question, isn't it? Second question. What part of the body are you functioning as today? Not in the past. I talked to some Christians. Oh, yeah, I used to. Cool. What are you doing now? I retired. Show me that in the Bible. Third question, Paul says, be an active part of your local congregation. Are you? Yeah, I go on Christmas. Which we're actually not having church on Christmas because it's a Sunday this year. But we will have our Christmas Eve service. 
5.30. Be here. Bring your family that doesn't know Jesus. It's going to be cool. Are you a part of your local congregation? And the last question I have for you, a church body is healthy and efficient only when each part is functioning perfectly. Right? Whoop, dang. My knee just decided not to do its part. Ouch! That stunk. See what happens when you don't do your part? Every part is needed. Get it? Oh, that's right. That's the cool thing, Lance. When you're a pastor, you get to be dorky sometimes. Like, they still have to love you. Like, that's what God tells them to do. It's crazy. It's rad. Anyways, look at verse 18 here. And this, I think, is the coolest part of this whole chapter because we start getting into the spirituals. And again, it's not necessarily gifts because we talked about Romans 12. I think that list there in Romans 12, those are gifts that God gives specifically to the body. But these are the spiritual. These are a result of the gifts. As you do what God has called you to do, these things that we read about in 1 Corinthians 12 here is just going to be the, the outflow, okay? It's going to be the, the spiritual, the supernatural things that happen as we're doing our ministries that God's calling us to. And it is for all of us, guys. But I love, it's just as he pleased. Do you guys understand that? Whatever God's called you to do, that was his pleasure. Okay? And what has God called you to do? You need to be faithful in that. Well, I can't. I don't know enough. Do you guys remember the beginning of Corinthians? God chose what? The foolish things of the world confound the wise. What? Yeah, how many of you guys are qualified? I'm foolish. Um, <laughs> but don't we find rest in that, brother and sister? Just as he chose. He did this. He chose this. This is what was pleasing to him. So whatever part God has called you to, praise God. Okay? And we want to do those things that please him. Okay? So if you're in ear and you're trying to be an eyeball, knock it off. That wasn't in my notes. That was just extra free. Let's go on to verse 20. But now, indeed, there are many members, yet one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Nor again, the head to the feet, I have no need of you. No, much rather, those members of the body which seem to be weaker are... Hey, you guys got the same Bible I got necessary, right? And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, on these we bestow greater honor. Catch what it's saying. And our unpresentable parts have greater modesty, but our presentable parts have no need. But God composed the body, having given greater honor to the part which lacks it. Wow. Don't you guys love how upside down God's ways are? This isn't how we think, right? But God says, hey, the weaker are to be more honored. Wow. Kind of sounds like the last being first, right? The least being the greatest. 
I love God's economy. So God seeks for us not to be independent, guys, okay, but interdependent. You guys can jot that down in your Bible. That's pretty good stuff right there. Not independent, but interdependent, okay? We are the body of Christ working together. Solo Christianity doesn't work well. I don't like to be judgmental. But scriptures tell us that you who are righteous, you will judge. And we're called to be judge of fruit. When you read those scriptures where it actually tells us as Christians to judge, we're to inspect fruit. And there are a lot of Christians who sit home who are not part of a local body. And some of them have some great excuses. The excuses I hear are pretty lame. Some are legitimate. Like they were really wronged by a church or somebody. Like there's some bad stuff that has happened. But most people I talk to, their excuse is really lame. It's just lame. And even if you have a legitimate excuse, find a different church. Okay, get plugged. I'm sorry you were hurt. That does stink. That shouldn't happen in the church of Jesus Christ, but it does. Okay, but hey, we're all a little messy. We need to give grace and we need to do what God asks us to do. So those Christians out there who aren't in fellowship and a part of a local body, if you ask them, and this is where I judge, and maybe I'm a little critical, but almost every single Christian that I've talked with that aren't a part of a church family, they aren't doing their part. They're not doing anything for Christ. I ask them, well, what, where, how do you fellowship? How are you growing? What are you actually doing for the kingdom? You say you're a brother in Christ. When's the last time you shared Jesus with somebody? <gasps> Part of us getting together is we get stirred up. We get encouraged. I'm so encouraged today. I've been looking forward to ordination Sunday. But what I'm excited about is just what God God has. What is he going to do? The encouragement that's going to be found. Not just for the Leiperts, but for our church family. There's a stirring up that happens. And that's the blessing of family. And that's the way it's supposed to be. So we can't be independent. We've got to be mutually dependent. That's the point that Paul's getting to. Would you guys agree with me? I'm not making it up. Are you guys reading the same thing I'm reading? Good. Um, few, let's call this a test. Quick test. How many of you guys like tests? Pop quiz. That's what we'll call it. In the last month, did you share with someone an area of need in your life? Were you vulnerable enough to say, hey, I'm hurting, or I can't, I need some help. Just in the last month, were you able to do that? How about in the last month, did you express gratitude to another member of the body? Maybe just what they mean to you personally. How about number three here? Third one I had was, with the sign, no help wanted. No help wanted fit around your neck. 
I'm good. <laughs> Don't you know that I'm a super saint? I have it all together. You're a liar need to repent. <laughs> Maybe you do have it together. Let's hang out. I want to figure it out. <laughs> okay. And the last one, guys, if someone asked you, how can I help you this week, would you be embarrassed or offended? Remember, when you're a part of the body, it declares independence from the other parts. And what happens when that happens? It starts to die. If you look at verse 21 and 22, and I want to camp on this for a moment because it talks about the weaker members being necessary, okay? If I handed you my watch here, okay? Um, pretty schnazzy, okay? I wear it to make sure I wrap up on time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but if you look at it, it's got, a, it's got a black case, okay? It's got a digital thing that comes up on the LED screen, okay? It has two buttons, pretty simple, right? But if we actually opened it up and was somehow, I, don't, I can't get in there, okay? They make these things up. But if you got in there, you'd see a bunch of electronics, there would be a battery. There would be a bunch of little things that I have no clue what they are because I'm not that nerdy. I'm nerdy in other ways. Anyways, <clears throat> you see all the small parts, the components. So this watch really would be useless. Okay, It would be useless if it was missing one of those parts. Okay, It wouldn't function. It wouldn't do its part. It could be really cool, but it would have no use. Every part's needed. There's a purpose in there, okay? And oftentimes, it's the ones you can hardly see are the ones that are most important. Maybe a reminder to your little children, guys, when they get a small part in a play. Hey, baby, that's important. <laughs> you're going to do that, and you're going to rock it. But, Dad, no one's going to see me. That's awesome. Because <laughs> you're going to do the best unseen thing there, okay? Um, Oftentimes, guys, those who are weakest and less honorable are really the most necessary. An eyelid, you know, a tear duct, you know, the tiny anvil bone in your inner ear. If you look at verse 21, you cannot say, I have no need of you. Some who possess spectacular gifts may look down on others and think them unimportant. That is so unbiblical. If you have that type of thinking and mentality, knock it off. Um... Yeah, I'll share it. No, I don't. I got a really cool story. I'll share it on Facebook. I don't have time to share it. I do want to look at verse 25 here. Uh, that there should be, verse 25, no schism in the body, but that the members should be, or have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, guess what, guys? All members suffer with it. Or if one member is honored, all members rejoice with it. Now, you are the body of Christ and the members individually. So all members, guys, suffer with it, okay? You ever have a toothache? What hurts? Everything hurts, right, okay? So if you look at verse 27, you are the body of Christ, okay? Uh, Christ is no longer in this world. You guys understand that? He is seated at the right hand of the Father right now, but we are his hands and feet, period, okay? Are your feet going? Are you leading people? Are you speaking the good news to people. 
Are you helping the poor with your hands? Are we fulfilling what God's asked us to do? Look at verse 28. And God has appointed these in the church. First apostles, second prophets, third teachers, after the miracles, then gifts of healing, helps, administrations, varieties of tongues, are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles. Do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? You guys are saying no in your head as we're going through Okay, good, good. No, <laughs> not everybody does. Do all interpret. But earnestly desire the best gifts, right? And yet I show you a more excellent way. So there's a difference of ministries but the same Lord. How do you know that, Pastor? Look at verse 5. That's what verse 5 tells us in this chapter. So the head of the list, Paul places these apostles, and rightly so, guys. Their job description was, uh, it tells us in Acts chapter 1, verse 22, that they had accompanied us all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out from among us, being from the baptism of John to the day he was taken up from us. And one of these must become a witness with us of his resurrection. Guys, think about it. Did Jesus ever, like, I don't think he ever wrote anything down. He never wrote a book, you know? But he wrote what? Into the lives of these men he walked with. They were to bear witness to who he was, what he said. Yeah, they were ones who wrote the books and shared and testified and witnessed, right? So they would go out preaching, evangelizing, right? Um, We see evangelists on there too. There's also the gift of helps here. Okay, maybe you don't have the gift of teaching or speaking, but do you have the gift maybe of helping the poor or maybe the widow who's in need or the orphans or the strangers? Hey, I can help. I love it. I had a brother years ago. He's just like, you know, I'm not good with words. I can't speak. I can't lead a study. But pastor, I got these. What can I do? And I so love that. He just had a heart to serve. Whatever you need, just ask. And that's what God wants of us. Here I am, Lord. Use me. I don't have much. <laughs> but use me, whatever you want. And then there's the administrators, okay? The Greek's very interesting here. It literally refers to the work of a pilot who steers the ship through rocks, okay, or bars uh, to the harbor. You know, we need administrators, it's very important. Do you guys know that we got a lot going on? I mean, look around the room. A lot of different gifts represented here. God's calling us to a lot of different things. But who's going to help administrate that? Get it together. Well, isn't that your job, Pastor? I'm not gifted with everything. I wish I was a better administrator. I like to think I'm pretty good at it, but I'm really not. <laughs> you know, there's different giftings. Often the preacher is in the limelight, but he could never do the work unless there's a background where there's, you know, those who shoulder the routine day to day administration stuff. And again, I want us to note here do you guys see that tongues is the last on the list? I don't know why we put so much emphasis on that within the church. It's the last here. Whoop-dee-doo. And we'll get a lot more into that in chapter 14. Um, but it tells us to desire the best gifts, okay? And he's going to show us a more excellent way, and that's going to be chapter 13. Well, isn't that the love chapter, Pastor? Yeah, there's a better way, guys. Okay? We love. 
Okay, God's asked me to teach and preach. The love of Christ compels me, guys. I love him and I love you. That's why I'm going to take the time to prepare well, to give a good word, to stay true to his word. Love needs to be the motivating factor, guys. So we're going to dive into that big time. Um, Man, there's a lot I want to talk about, but we're out of time. There's diversity of gifts, guys, for a reason. And there's to be those diversities of giftings, okay? Whatever part you're, you know, called to, we are a member of one body, right? And I don't know about you guys, but how many churches are there in the world? One church. Those who are truly saved. One church. But then I look within the body of Christ. Would you guys say there's a lot of divisions today? That's not the heart of our God. And I don't want to fuel that and make that worse. Okay? Because Satan's the one who brings the division. We're called, I mean, if you really study the scriptures, what was the great high priestly prayer there in John 17? What was Jesus crying out for right before he was about to go to the cross? God, let them be one. Let there be unity. And that ain't going to help without love. But they think differently. They hold to different doctrines. Yeah, that's a bummer. Maybe they are wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we can love each other because we are brothers and sisters and actually have conversations. Let's sharpen each other. Let's work together. Because I have some gifts here and you have some different gifts here and how much more could we get done if we actually work together? And to be honest, guys, we have a lot of different gifts represented here and it's easy to look at the church at large and the divisions that are there. But if we're honest, will we say there's divisions even within our little church family here? Yeah. We need to work on unity. But it ain't going to happen if we're not present. We need to show up. We need to be a part of the body. And we need to be serving, encouraging, building each other up, and using our gifts, unique gifts, to make that happen. Okay? This morning my wife told me, hey, a couple weeks, I don't have a teacher for the little kids downstairs. We got a big church. Who's going to serve the kids? Who's going to teach them? That's a pretty important part of the body, isn't it? Yeah, very important. I don't just let someone else do it. Is God asking you to do it? I don't know. Show up and find out. Right, Lightbirds? Just show up. See what God does. Oh, man, I had so many cool stories I want to share with you guys. You talk too much. I do want to share this one last point because this is super. These are all, uh, I made it look cooler, but <laughs> Bible time jewels, okay? Jewelry, being adorned with jewels. And I want to close with this thought this morning. How many of you guys remember back, I know it was a year ago, but we were going through Genesis and we got to chapter 24. And that's where, oh, Isaac, he needs a wife. <laughs> Not good for a man to be alone. Um, So what does Abraham do? He sends his servant. We don't know his name, okay? Neat picture of the Holy Spirit, okay? To go and find Isaac, a bride. Okay, and Isaac's a picture of Jesus. I don't know if you guys know that or not. But the bride of Christ, 
I want us to think about that for a second. Now, the servant goes, and he bumps into a girl by the name of Rebecca. You guys remember at the well, feeding of the camels, cool, yeah. You know, God makes it very clear that she's to be the one. And do you remember what the servant, a picture of the Holy Spirit, gave to the bride-to-be? Jewels adorned her with this beautiful gifts. They returned back home, and you guys remember Uncle Laban? Stinker, exactly. He wanted nothing to do with the living God. But hey, I see Rebecca is adorned with a bunch of gifts. I'm, I'm interested. <laughs> Tell me more. And the servant begins to share. And the reason I bring this up, guys, there is a world that is very easily offended by the things of God. I mean, that's what we're teaching people to be, right? You know, there's no absolute truth. There's no God. You're your own God. I believe, guys, God gives gifts to the body of Christ, adorns his church in such a way that we are beautiful to the world. Where did you get those gifts? Why do you serve the way you serve? Why do you care about that widow? Why do you care for the poor? Why is going to that building on a Sunday morning with other people that have faith like you, why do you love them so much? Why do you guys love each other the way you do? Why do you care? Guys, I think sometimes the gifts are more for the world than they are for the church. I think God wants to put us on display. And when we're moving in our gifts, when we're showing off our gifts, not in a prideful way, but we're just, hey, God gave me this to do. He's gifted me in a way to do it. And when we do it, the world's going to look on, kind of like Laban there in Genesis 24. Read it later today. Going to have some questions. Going to be interested in where these gifts came from. I think that's what the world needs to see. But if we're not being the body and moving in our gifts, what do they got to see? Again, guys, the word of God is to be taught in the church. When we gather publicly, and we're going to get into this a lot more, there's a reason why we give so much attention to the teaching of God's word because that's what we see biblically, okay? Okay? but we all have gifts. My gift primarily is given to public gathering together in the church. That's just my part. But as we come together and we're taking God's word seriously and we're not just hearing it, but James 1.22, what does it say? Be doers of the word also, right? As we do what we're being taught. Guys, it's going to be a beautiful witness to the world. That's the point. 
And sometimes we put a big emphasis on, well, the gifts, aren't they for the church? Isn't it all about us? When I read through the scriptures and I look at a lot of the different gifts that take place, like let's just consider healing as an example. Do we see a whole lot of healings within the church? They happen once in a while. But I've seen a lot more people healed that don't believe on the outside. Why? Why does God do it that way? Because again, I think he's using those gifts as a witness to the world. It's just not my observation. Study the scriptures. Look through the book of Acts. Where were those miracles taking place? Where were they being done? In front of unbelievers, Labans in the world. So I want to encourage you guys, move in your giftings. Be bold. Pray. Pray. I love that the Smiths put out the prayer request of the pantry every week. Have we seen prayers answered time and time again? I mean, think about how many thousands of prayer requests over the years just because we show up and help feed those in need. Okay? That's awesome. That's a gift. Right there, you know, the gospel's being shared. There's a witness being given. But how much cooler when prayers. We've had people healed at the pantry, and they're just like, what? This is impossible. I've had this problem forever. The doctor's going to figure out. What happened? (laughs) Jesus happened. Let me tell you more about him. (laughs) That's what happened. So I want to encourage you guys. Use your gifts. Be stirred up. Let's encourage one another. And would you guys be praying for each other in that way? Because as we spend time here in Corinthians, we're really being you know, spoken to in such a way that we need to be stirred up. We need to be functioning together and doing our part. So I want us praying for one another in that way, but also be praying personally. God, what would you have? What are you asking of me? Because maybe it's been this for a long time. Maybe God's asking you to do something new. Or maybe to renew something. To kindle what was there before. But just be sensitive to what the Spirit of God's doing. Because this world, they need, they need a Savior. And we're here hands and feet, guys. We're the ones that get to show up. We're the ones that get to love in His name and proclaim the good news. Pretty cool, huh?